Hello, this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's Interview Podcast. My guest this week is a man that some of you may know, but by the end of this, you're going to know him very well. It's Stan Klein. Hello, Stan. Hi, Tom. How are you? Congratulations on Nickel History with uh, you and Tony Fitzpatrick. It was fun. It was yeah. a great show to do. It was really a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. You, you were you you played Tony's sidekick. Easy casting, right? <laughs> Yeah, people tell me, you know, that's the easiest and the hardest thing to do is play yourself. And uh who knows? I'm naive in theater, so I just go with it. Well, you did a terrific job. Oh, uh, thank and, you. And all three of the shows were, were terrific. They were a lot of fun to do. And, you know, I've known Tony 35 years, so it's a pretty natural, you know, uh, interaction that we have. Yeah, and and uh, as Tony said, people love you on stage. You know, you you've got that... Oh. You got that kind of nice guy attitude that really comes across. Thank you, thank you. And with some subtle humor. But in doing the interview, if you remember, uh, you gave me the tour of your fabulous place, the the Firecat Projects. I have never been here. And folks, this is, you're going to hear about this, 2124 North Damon. It's an art gallery like none you've seen before. It was a project that, again, Tony and I talked about a long time, and we got to that point in our art career and said, this needs to be done, and can we do it? And So what's the concept? The concept is we're a gallery that shows a, week, a monthly show of an artist, and we take no commission. That's the basic of it. Wow. And how we make money from that is our, you know... Uh, cobbling together of different ideas. Well, what's the, what's the thinking about it? I know you're going to tell me your background. You have quite an art <laughs> background. But what's the thinking that, that there's so many artists that really need a place? Yeah, and yeah. it's also the concept of empowering the artist to be their own business person. And so we give them this gallery for a month. We help them with promotion. We help them with all the uh, press contacts. And basically, I give them a key to the door. Wow. I say, it's your store for a month. Make appointments. You know, we'll give you a big opening. We'll give you a big send-off. But it's really, be an adult. Take your art as a business and make it happen. And you take nothing. We take nothing. So if they get five grand for a painting, it's theirs. It's theirs. I've had people, I had three artists that walked away with $40,000. Wow. That's... Which was great. But, you know, the thing that's great, Tom, is at the opening, and they're meeting people who love their work for the first time or have seen it for the first time in real life, and they're talking to them, and they love it, and they want to buy it. And the artist doesn't have to look over at the dealer and go, is this okay, or should they talk to you? They can be their own business. So you're you're empowering them and teaching them how to do the business. Right. Do you give them advice on... On, you know, don't take the first price or negotiate or whatever. We, that we have stuff. a sit down in yeah. which we talk about their work and how to present their work and, and the thinking in discussing with dealers and collectors how to buy their work. My biggest thing is I don't want this to be a stepping stone to where they go, okay, now I can get into a gallery and give them 50%. It's about them becoming an independent artist in the world making their own business choices and showing at other galleries but not becoming enslaved to a, 
a gallery itself. That that so that is true empowerment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and, and that that goes into how we pick artists too. You know, it's it's not so some of it's the work. The work has to be a certain quality, but it's also are they ready to become an independent business person? Okay. At this point, I think it would be best to to give your background because. Oh, okay. Uh, when you're giving advice to these guys, it's not just, you're just not winging this stuff. This is from a lifetime experience in the business, right? I'm afraid so, okay. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you are an expert. I've been in it for 40 years and from all aspects of it. And so give us a little background on it. I started a frame shop in 1978 here in Chicago. And it was a gallery that I had for 20 years. And I framed for artists, I framed for gallery, I framed for collectors. And so I got to know all of them in discussing. And being a frame shop, it's like being a bartender. You ask them a couple of questions, they tell you everything. I didn't realize that. And so you, 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 you end up getting more information and just learning a lot. About the so business, you become their you become their uh, their confidant and their yeah, confessor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? And right. I never tell anyone, you know, <laughs> but it registers in my head, okay. you know. And then I left and I moved to Maine. And I worked for a museum for four years. That's a and, switch from Chicago yeah, to Maine. Yeah, okay. and uh, it was great. And uh, through that, I met Andrew Wyeth and then Ken Nolan. I ended up working for both of them, and for Ken, I worked almost six years to the end of his life with him. And these are monumental artists. Yes, they are. And uh, Ken was really generous in, you know, explaining how he approached what he did and how he dealt with the business part and all of that. And we had a great one-on-one relationship for a good five years. And it was a really invaluable. He was very generous with his thoughts and, his perspective, and it really was great. And in Andrew Wyatt's case, Andrew was an artist. He didn't really deal with the business. But I got to know Betsy Wyatt, his wife, and she's still alive, and she is... She was the business head. She was the business, and she was hard nuts, and she knew exactly how to make it work, and it was great. It was really great. So that so your the knowledge you impart to these young artists comes from... Your experience, but it comes from being mentored by some of the top people yeah, in the business. Yeah, and they went through, you know, when they were trying to make it, there was no internet. There was, and you had to do it on just how do you read somebody? What's the word of mouth? What's this gallery really about? What's this artist really about? And they had to do it in interpersonal relations, and they would give you really great tips on just the ideas of how to interact with people and in the art world, which was great. Yeah, and how to get the get the check from the rich gals on the on the on the lakeshore and all. Oh, how yeah. to handle the business yeah. part of it? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you know we think of the great artists in the past, but they got commissions from churches or museums or or government, right? And yeah. and so many artists now, especially, they shy away from that whole aspect of ask for money, get the check. You know, it's like, and these people. They didn't have internet. They didn't have yeah. billing. They didn't have a secretary. So to survive, yeah. You go, well, what is it? When, when am I getting the check? You Boy, know? can I see the parallels to small theater companies uh, who I know listen to this podcast about how they many of them create great art 
And then when I go there, there's like 10 people there. And, and, I, and I feel so bad. I try and help them as much as I can. Yeah. But they need to learn the business end of it, too. And, and that's what's helped me now, even, too, is that, yeah, I ran a frame shop. I dealt with artists and all this stuff. But I also had to deal with a payroll and all of that business aspect of it. And I was luckily very good at it. So it helped a lot. Yeah. So, so uh, so you learned from that, and then you came back to Chicago, and you and Tony had always had on and off collaborations, right? Right, yeah. right. We had known each other since 85. I had started framing his work since then, and he said, you're coming back, let's work together, and we just started right from day one, and it was great. So this was both of your ideas? Yeah, yeah, and then the plays and all of that were just outgrowths of our sitting around going, well, what do we want to do next? And how can we make it work? We published a book. I don't think either one of us ever published a book before. You just uh, decide to do it, get in, figure it out. Yeah, yeah and, and talk a, to the right people. And let's figure it out and evaluate it and do it. And and to me, that's like the key ingredient of being creative, that you you guys just decide to do it. And you can be naive and say, you know, no, you don't listen to anyone who tells you you can't do it. Yeah. Right? You just go ahead and do it. No mistake is a mistake. It's always a stepping stone and a learning process. And yeah, I think Disney move. said that. He says, when yeah. I went to the bankers and I went to the, to the, uh, all my protectors, uh, they, when they told me it can't be done, he says, I moved ahead fast because I knew <laughs> it could be done. You must have something. If yeah. They can't do it. They're yeah. telling you not to do it. So that is, that is fantastic. So, so you and Tony decided to open up this place. Yeah. And, um, We've been open now over two years, and each month it's a different artist. Some are local, some are from out of state, and uh, it's just been great. And now I've started to match up. This is really unheard of in the art world. I've been matching up collectors with artists, and they have been sponsoring the artist, and it's just been a great marriage of people it's just how'd you come up with that just another one of those let's do it like let's do it you know and i knew enough people who liked art who liked the concept of what we were doing and i was reaching out to artists who could step forward and make a a case for themselves and had a body of work to support it and these collectors would look at and go i like the concept of the gallery i like this artist why not and it and just it's kind of, I can see that, uh, being a patron, yeah, it, it's like once you, you know, the, the Pope that, that got Da Vinci to do the, the, the chapel. Yeah. And, and yeah. in this, in this case, the dealer steps away. You know, there is no in between. So you're not anti-dealer, it's just that, that you're so pro-artist. I'm pro-artist, yeah. and in, in this case, I'm pro-collector. Okay. So I want the collector to have that relationship with the artist yeah and if you're a collector you'd love to get get Mm -hmm. in early especially with a with an artist who you just know is going to be big big time and you're you're in a relationship next to them and they're talking about what they're trying to do and you're sympathetic and you're understanding and you're having that direct conversation you know it's not through an interpreter yeah so So that's working out well oh yeah it's just been and it's a to see an artist at the opening and not look for the dealer to go, is it okay if I sell this for this price? So that's actually how it 
Yeah. If they're not dealing with you, that's how the game yeah, works. People come up to them at the opening and go, well, I wouldn't like this, but maybe if I could get this with it, is can you do a better price for both of them? And I've sat with them beforehand and I tell them, this is how you have to operate and, you know, work it out yourself. And then they don't have to look for the dealer. Can I do this? And there's none of that. The collector comes up to the artist and goes, can I come to your studio maybe afterwards? Yeah, they want a private deal. Yeah, 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 they want to go around them. And I tell the artist, there is no private deal because this is the private deal. It's like, and that's a great feeling for the artist. So at this point now, uh, you, you have a, a stable of, of collectors. Yeah, I'm, and it's growing. It's growing. It's people. The one person that sponsored a show was our lighting guy in New York when we took this show to New York. He loved us. He loved the concept. He knew none of the artists. He said, send me some of the artists that you're showing in the next year, and I'll pick one. And now he has a, a ongoing internet relationship with this artist. He's coming to the opening to meet him. It's like, it's a great thing. So th- this is a good time. Uh, and we'll probably repeat this if you miss it the first time. So how does a collector or an art or an artist get to contact you? Just, uh, through the internet. I have a, um, uh, a web, you know, email address. Is it, you're at Firecat Projects. Is that firecatprojects.org? Dot org. Okay. And, or you can contact me at my email is Vito Decline. It's a double negative. It's V-I-T-O. D K L E I N at A O L. Okay. Just contact me directly and I answer everything. And you're building up the database. And oh matching yeah, them yeah. Up. That's got to be fun, huh? Yeah, it's great because I'm getting so many different avenues of art approaching me. I had a, a really great guy who does photography in Texas, and I love his work. He's traveling around the country, and so he's going to end up coming here. We're going to look at his work. I'm going to book them for 2014. We'll figure a sponsor out later. You know, it's just. So the process works. You do all the selection. 90% of it. 90%. Okay. Um, and, uh, each is, each of them is a month. Right. And, but before that, you schedule them, you get a sponsor? Either I get a sponsor after I booked them okay. or it happens sometimes they come together at the same time. What does the sponsor do? The sponsor covers basic expenses, the rent and all that sort of thing. And they come, sometimes they'll do like a fundraiser for a a cause that they want during the run of the show. I have somebody that's sponsoring a show that's on the board of a hospital and they're going to do a fundraiser. That's a great idea. And I know I a, some of them do fundraisers for uh, for theater, you know, yeah, for like the Goodman. Or I have the, a great yeah. relationship with the restaurant next door. And they're willing to provide their space and food for free. Wow. So it just, it, it anything to help build it all up. And for the artists, they get 500 people in here who've never seen their work before. That's invaluable. You know, and so between that and, you know, I have somebody that's doing one for diabetic research. And she never met the artist, but she liked it because the artist is a public school teacher. Okay. It's just like... Odd concepts that you would never think of a connection there. So you're like Yen to the matchmaker. Yeah, right? it's like working in the shtetl again. <laughs> you know, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when they go on the site, 
So if there if there's a potential sponsor or a collector, they can go on the site and and look around and and, yeah, and you, see what's available. Yeah, you can see um, or contact me, and I send them a whole list, and they work from there. You know, it just usually I'm sending out the artists. I'm not really sending out the collectors. Okay. The collectors really want to stay on their own and just pick what they want to deal with. Yeah. But so, you, so you'll send yeah you send them out and then yeah, they they look right, at it exactly and it does everybody uh, reach opening do you end up with a sponsor and a collector I have booked now into the middle of 2014 wow and there are only four shows that don't have sponsors wait a minute well let's back up this podcast will go up on the I believe 13th of August and of 2012 right and since these stay up i i I purposely put in that date in and you're booked till the middle of 2014 so you've booked all of next year yeah and the rest of this year yeah and half of 2014 and there are only four shows that don't have sponsors yet and and you'll probably end up with sponsors yeah yeah i'm working on it so that is fantastic i mean how long did this take you Uh, you've only been open two years yeah (laughs) to reach this, this point it's crazy it, in a way, yeah. but it's it's an easy thing to get people interested in because they feel totally involved in it. There's no like high hatting people. You're you're if you want to be a sponsor, you want to be an artist. You're part of this community, and it just you never know. Sponsors may come that are sponsoring a different show and come to your opening and like your stuff too. You know, and then develop a relationship with you. It's not segregated in that way, and so it all becomes one big family in that regard. That that is fantastic. So it's great feeling, you know. But I mean, the momentum build up. I'm just wondering uh, if you're you're booked so far in advance. How long in the did it take you to do these bookings? About oh god, I worked really hard for good. Nine months every day, just really hitting it hard, and that's that's the basic is you have to do homework. And I was, you know, I've had forty years of experience in the yeah. art world, so I know artists, I know some dealers, I know some collectors, and Tony obviously does too. Sure. And we just sit here and what? How can we put this together? How can we do? And the concept, there was no roadmap. We made it up. You know there. There isn't something like this that exists for profit. Usually they're not for profit and they're giving, you know, somebody's giving them money, a foundation or a government mm-hmm. thing. We are for profit. We want the artist to make money. So it's, you know, it's. But you don't take a cut. So you're, no. you're, you're not. So your interest is, is actually very true and honest. Yeah. And the way that we personally make money is either through our books or the play helps support it. We do murals. We've done two murals now in restaurants of Tony's work. And so that's what helped pays the bills to keep this thing going. So. And it's obviously a passion for you guys. Oh, yeah. I yeah. can I can just read. If if you folks could see what I'm seeing when Stan talks about this stuff, I yeah. see this fire in his eye. Uh, it's, it's such a pleasure. And when you see people... The artists who've committed 20 years of their efforts to get to this point in their career where their art is 
expressive and hits the bones of what they are and be able to convey that and then want to talk about it and want to be independent. It's a blessing to be able to give that to them, that yeah. opportunity. Yeah, the feeling's got to got to be it's good. Just, it's great. So when you put it all together and it's the end of the of the opening night and everything has gone well and it, it's got to be a great. It, it's just this current show, Samantha Simpson. She's in Philadelphia. She's never shown. She's never shown the the, the, the art I'm looking at. Yeah, and so she came wow. here, and we loved her work. We knew her parents, and we just said this lady needs a show. And she's right at the right time to step out there and do that. And there are like two or three artists that we've, one that we've shown already and two more in the next year and a half who have never shown their work. That is, that is fantastic. Which is great. Yeah. And, uh, uh, some of the past shows that you've done, uh, tell, give us a couple stories of what happened to them after. Uh, like you, they, you've had other, Artists yeah. who were their first time showing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what happens after that? It's some have been picked up to where, like, uh, one of the showrooms in the Mart has taken their artwork and displayed it in their showroom. We've had people go on to have shows in different museums, shows and things like that, and just it's opened them up to being able to reach out and show nationally, which is one of the big things that we really want them to do is to get themselves out there and... So you're the incubator. We're trying yeah. really hard. <laughs> you know, just give them the confidence. You know, we give them all our contacts nationally and say, contact this person, contact that person. Tell them you had a show here and see so what you're, happens. You're, you're still you're teaching them how to fish, not just... Uh, yeah. Feeding them a fish. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're not just, you know, catching the fish for them. We're, we're sending them out there to really do it on their own. So you're getting feedback that they're saying, well, we thought you were crazy, but your ideas worked. <laughs> you getting that kind of feedback? Yeah. You know, at first, I think, too, it was, it wasn't so much the collectors that we knew, but it was the people on the side who just were like, there's got to be something up here that we don't know, or yeah, you, you know, got, got an angle yeah, we haven't figured an out. There's an angle here, <laughs> yeah. you know. So there's always this half skeptical look, and then you know it's, and then it's also like, well, this will last eight months, you know. It's like, and no, it's we're going on. We're here to stay. Well, two yeah. years, and you booked for almost another two. two yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's been a great feeling, and uh, it's it's only building our relationships, you know, and now I'm having galleries from out of state calling me going, can we do a best of our gallery at your gallery? Wow. That's so that I just... have a gallery in Maine. I have a gallery in Austin, a gallery in New Orleans who want to come here and have a show here of their artists. And so it's just a great feeling to be able to, reciprocate that feeling so now some of the ones that didn't answer your emails or phone calls now they answer huh <laughs> yeah 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 well at least they 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 have some idea where i'm coming from which is great yeah, yeah so is there is there uh, anybody taking your idea and doing this anywhere else i would love it yeah. i would love it i would love to have a network of galleries one in every city that doesn't take a commission and we could trade people back and forth yeah it would be well, that's almost group. like the natural outgrowth. Yeah, yeah. Well, folks, 
<laughs> I know I know we get people listening to these podcasts from other cities. Uh, uh, if you're interested and and uh, your friend that I met, we're going to put. We, I'll send him a link yeah, to this yeah, podcast yeah. too. The, yeah. the, the artists. We'll have a league of uh, you know no commission artists and we'll, art galleries. And well, we'll if they can make it. it work. Yeah, you know, everybody wins. I, yeah, I, that's it. That's the great thing about the arts that it's not sports. And I love sports, yeah. but sports somebody loses. In yeah. the arts, everybody can win. And if you create that that field where everyone has a participating, you know, uh, hand in it. And they all feel like they're being involved in it. And it's a great feeling. It's yeah. a great thing. And and economically, I'm sure you've saved a lot of uh, starving artists from having to wait tables or whatever. Well, it's given a lot of them a kick that they never thought they would ever get, you know. And all of a sudden, they don't have to worry about the next year. And now they can really concentrate on what we've talked about. And not worry about how am I going to make next month's rent? Yeah, which is great. I would think that makes it would make their creativity sparkle a little bit better. You know, at least on a subconscious level. And the confidence level. Yeah, the confidence level that this—it's like getting a taste of something and knowing that it's there. And it's hard to go back in the box and go, okay, I'll go to the gallery. I'll give them fifty percent. And maybe I'll get a check in a couple of months or something if yeah. something sells. This is that empowerment that you're not on the sidelines. Yeah, and that you're in control of your own destiny. Right. That, exactly. That that is so important. This is that's amazing. It's a it's a great feeling, and it's great to see it grow. It's like all right, we've got some time. Uh, let's give me a highlight on on some of the artists that okay. you're you've got coming up. I know we can't name them all, but let's, yeah, well, you know. Some one of the, the highlights, we have a couple, we have a, a major tattoo artist in Washington named Eric Doyle, who's going to be showing here. And he has really interesting cutting edge tattoo work that he's going to be showing in his artwork. And then I give me a, some, give me some dates for those he, because he these, is, these podcasts, we keep a, them up. So he's October 26th. Okay. And then the next month, November 30th, okay. I have Walter Robinson, who used to be the editor of Artnet magazine. It's a, a magazine online okay. in New York. He's never shown his work outside of New York. Wow. And he's, that's a exclusive. It's going to be a great show. It's just, uh, and that's in November when? November 30th. November 30th. Yeah. Okay. And he, he will be a really interesting guy. Okay. And then, um, I have, uh, December 28th, I have a, a real young artist who's shown in bars, but he's never shown in a gallery. His name's William Test. And we're going to give him a big show. And I think he, Chicago will be ready for him. He has a really, he's a young kid. He's like in late 20s. He's just perfect for this. It's just great. So, and uh, after that, January 25th, I have a young artist here in town, Renee Robbins. And then uh, the next month, February 25th, I have a gallery in Maine that's going to be showing an English photographer, Gig Harvey, here. And it's just going to be great. It's just. It's part of your. Uh... Uh, so the artists have to come here. I love to have yeah. the artists here, and gig is coming from London. Do most of them come. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's kind yeah. of part of the deal. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's it, it's part of their involvement. Yeah. Is it's your art, 
you know. So that's a requirement then. Yeah, I okay. would say so. You know, it just because it's not up to you to sell their art. Yes, right, yeah. right. Okay. It sort of f- falls flat on the idea if they don't come. Okay. You know, it's it's really. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, it's know. about their involvement right. with our community and growing. There. So the Englishman is coming. Huh? Yeah, right. yeah. It's a woman. Yeah, it's she's woman, coming. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be great. Yeah. It's just, uh, and that's the thing. It's like widening that net, you know, and people will get to meet her. They'll also get to meet the owner of the gallery. He's coming, you know, and so you think an artist here is thinking, gee, I'd like to show somewhere outside of Chicago. Well, for three days, the owner of a gallery in Maine is going to be here. Yeah. You know, contact him ahead of time. You'll see it on our web page that he's coming. Contact him ahead of time. Have a meeting with him. Sure. Now, type of of art, not just paintings. Yeah. Do, you, do you do sculptures? And I know you said you did photography. We've done everything, you know, and that's, I try not to be stereotypic of what style or anything. Okay. We had, our first show was a man named Randy Regnier, and he made sculptures that were toys. And you would have thought they were toys from the 50s, but they were his take on toys. And he did all the boxing and all the merchandising for him. And you thought that this was a toy store. Wow. It was just great. Yeah. And we've had other sculptors. We've had, uh, you know, painters. We've had a lot of tattoo people. And now I'm branching out into photography even more. What, what's the, what, what's the weirdest there? I, I, I know that's an unfair question. What's, Kind of the way out, way, way out. Well, you know, um, I thought Randy's was, I really loved it. I really loved his concept. And he had the five and dime toys concept. Toys, yeah. And it just, he had his own action figure, which was John Manshaft. (laughs) (laughs) And it just was, it came in a box and it was a, you know, a resin doll with a toy. And it just, and just one of each? Uh, and yeah, and it, each one had a theme. It was like John Manshaft at the Alamo or John oh, Manshaft, okay. you know, isolated on the moon. And it just was, was great, yeah. you know. And then we've had, uh, we had a gallery owner in New York, Joe Amron, who owns Pierogi Gallery. We showed his work because he never shows his work. And he used to be a sign painter and all his paintings were on mylar and they were, expressions, different phrases and expressions from art reviews. <laughs> it was just great. It, it was sounds, just great. Yeah. And then we had another kid uh, from New York who did detailed drawings of machinery, and the big one was his own weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> so it was like a building tool thing for how to make weapons of mass destruction. Oh, my God. So we've been all over yeah. the place. So. Well, we're almost out of time. Uh, so it is Firecat Projects, 2124 North Damon in Chicago. And uh, it's uh, firecatprojects.org. Stan Klein, you are the executive director. Yes, that I, I I'm here VIP. six days a week. Okay. And uh, you can contact him. Uh, his, his email is, will be on the site. Yeah. And keep up the good work. This Thank is a you, unique Fred. Chicago thing. And folks, uh, see, theater people do other interesting things. And Stan is also a terrific actor. Well, so congratulations you. on on a great year. And folks, thanks for listening.